0: and how you got into this into sales and marketing and just you know this is how you live now this is what you do this is what you're known for
1: um yeah thank you I've never been described as a superstar but I'll take that all day so thanks a lot appreciate that that's a that's a good intro to have (laughs) of course Um, yeah I've worked (laughs) in sales for about 15 years um hardcore sort of cold calling environments which I hated at the time but I'm now very grateful for because it's given me backbone it's given me resilience to not be afraid of rejection essentially so yeah i've I've worked in in various different both print and digital advertising print and digital media and past four or five years i've been working in a marketing environment but selling marketing agency services for the biggest uh, or the fastest growing i should say agency in the northwest of england so really really beneficial experience as well as to how to look at things from a consumer psychology point of view and how to understand what people are thinking, what makes people tick and what makes them buy, which uh, I previously associated only with marketing, but for me, it's all wrapped into that one whole experience. How do you take someone from not knowing a thing about you to turning them into a super fan of yours, essentially? So that's still where I'm at at the moment. During COVID, I, I got a little bit bored being stuck in the house, as I'm sure many people did. Um, and started having to play around with the, the creative side of me and, and trying to sort of distill some of the, the 15 years of knowledge into more digestible and simple formats that I could put out in graphics, uh, hence mm-hmm. taking to Instagram. And the, the aim wasn't really to make any money or to, to sort of run a side business, but it's turned into me helping out quite a few other agencies uh, internationally, but also coaches, creatives, freelancers, that kind of, helping them monetize and be able to win more clients or win more deals in less time by delivering sort of actionable strategies for them
0: Mm -hmm. chris can you hear me can you hear me yeah yes i can hear you don't worry cool i can hear you sorry
1: yeah so that's that's my backstory in about in about 90 seconds
0: thank you so much and you know that's that's amazing because I was going through highlights actually, and I saw that, you know, you also had call center, um, experience, which is, you know, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. You know, you're talking to different backgrounds, you're talking to different people and, you know, you're just trying to trying to close things, you know, and, okay. you know, you just want, you talk to different people. So I appreciate you introducing yourself. Um, that was, that was really great 90 seconds. I wish I could do that. I would just stutter about <laughs> explaining who I am. So thank you so much for that. So let's get into the questions that, you know, we have for today and that will really help the people who are watching. And we'll also be watching this afterwards. And of course, if you guys have questions, make sure to leave them in the chat section. So the first question is, um, how can you reach your target market? Especially when Instagram is just, it's all over the place. How can you really focus in on your target market using your Instagram?
1: Well, first and foremost, you've got to work out who you're serving and what you're serving to them. I think that's key in any any marketing, any sales. You need to take it back to the, sort of the, the core objectives. If you're a single sort of practitioner, then you probably need to focus on what you like doing most because if you don't like it, your energy will run out and you won't want to do it and it'll become more of a chore than something that you do like doing so it's honing in on the market what what people need what problem they have and what you're able expertise wise to provide as a service-based business so that is it's kind of a self-exercise there's no one that can really decide that for you people can give you guidance and give you a bit of clarity around that which is something i try to help people with but ultimately it's not up to me to tell people what they're good at or what they want to do. That's something that comes from within. So once you've once you've got that, um, you've got to remember Instagram, as you said, it is all over the place, of course, it is. But that's a good thing because it means you've got these different markets or these different sub markets or niches or mm. doubling down on niches as people like to call it on, on Instagram. And you're able to do that, you know, rather than just doing sales which is what I originally set out my page as. Actually, no, I, I've got a particular experience in a creative agency and they're a service-based business. So that's how I've sort of chosen my niche. And lo and behold, the content that I put out attracts that type of client, which is fantastic. So at the start, it's it's very hard, I think, especially trying to grow a following because everyone's obsessed with, with the follower count, although it yeah. necessarily it doesn't matter. I had just over a thousand followers when I got my first client um, and I got them. I did get them quite quickly. So I think there are sort of two things really that you can reach your target market with. The first being your content. And once you've done that sort of that that initial exercise and you've worked out what problems people have, you're then able to engineer your content around solving those problems at a very top level. And then narrowing the focus, going a bit more specific, depending on the different content types and your posting schedule and stuff. The second part is your engagement. And you have to, if you want to grow a business, you have to show up daily. Now, that's not just on Instagram. That's in however you want to succeed, whatever business you might have. If you're a solo practitioner, again, or a a, a big business that wants to succeed in Instagram, whatever whatever you're Mm -hmm. trying to do, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to train for a boxing match, you're trying to train for a marathon, you're trying to teach someone something. You have to show up daily. and Consistency is the key. And the thing that you need to be consistent on with in Instagram aside from the content side of things is actually your engagement and making sure that you're using it as a social platform rather than what a lot of people do is just post content and don't engage with anyone. You need to respect yeah. the people that are respecting you essentially. So. I have a strategy where I target a number of different hashtags which are all in relation to my target audience and I'll go and see who's posting Mm. around those. They are not necessarily my target market but the people that are following them are my target market and then I'll look at other creators Mm. that are similar to me in a similar niche offering a similar service and I'll engage with their content too and engage with their followers who probably are... Again, target market. So you can't just go on Instagram and find your ideal client. You have to engineer it so that your ideal client comes to you, essentially. Mm. You can go and do loads and loads of cold outreach, yes, and and you may get one in a 100 people go, yeah, I'll have a call with you, or yeah, I'm interested, or yeah, I'll pay straight away. But the amount of effort that's required to get that outcome is it's phenomenal if you're going through a cold dm approach now i don't send many cold dms never have don't intend to either um occasionally Mm. i will maybe i've sent five in in sort of six months or six months i've been going on instagram but that that's that's my sort of top tips in terms of reaching your target market first of all identify it identify competitors and big players engineer content around the problems that that market are having and then set out to engage with as many people who are engaging in topics already around your market and around your niche as possible.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that was, that was great. Honestly, I was learning a lot from that, especially um, with me, my personal Instagram, like here in the Philippines, I try, um, I'm still lost on who my target really is because I've had like small businesses reach out to me and you know, it never really um, spoke out to me on what real, what really is my target? Like which age range, right? And that is really helpful. But um, you know, with what you were saying, with like respect those who respect you, that makes that is really that is a really good tip, especially you know for those accounts for anyone really. Um, you yeah. mentioned something about cold outreach and how you didn't really do like cold DMing. What are other ways that you know? What are other ways people can go about that or reach other people other than you know just cold DMing them?
1: um it's sparking up a conversation um in the comments potentially like i I'm much I'm, i engineer my content so that people come to me i'm not a pushy salesman used to be or mm. thought i was thought i was good and you know it doesn't <laughs> end well so i feel the best way to do it is is to make content that's really well designed really simple to digest really actionable and gives a cta as well and then mm-hmm. showing up Daily with different types of content, getting different types of reach, different types of audiences, both your followers and non-followers too, and also bringing people to your profile through your engagement methods is absolutely essential for me. I mean, everyone's different, you know. I'm not saying that cold DMs don't work, but it's just not the way I like to do things, you know. I, I make cold calls in my day job, and I don't need any more cold stuff. I'd rather get some warm things in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: At least there's a balance. <laughs> just keep the balance throughout the
1: day yeah exactly exactly so yeah i think it's it's essential to have a bit of a strategy and know who you're going after have you con batching your content as well and doing as i, I work on a month by month basis so by the end of mm. october i will have all of my november content scheduled and ready that means I can spend most of November actually focusing on the business rather than working in the business kind of thing. Work work on it rather than in it is is my yeah. advice there. Yeah. Uh, and also I'll spend sort of the first week of the month trying to get the content ready for December as well. So wow. it, it kind of goes in a rolling cycle. Um, I can I'm template everything up as much as I can so I don't have to mess around too much. I've got some really good planners and processes in place and i advise taking time out you know take take a whole week out of posting if you have to to make sure that in two months time you're going to be rewarded for it because if you're just going on a day-by-day basis or i've not got time to do engagement or i've not got time to do a carousel or just do a single or and and you start falling down on your habits that's when you you're not going to get the, the the type of conversation spark that you want what you want is people interested in your brand, people talking to you, people talking about you, people tagging you and stuff, sharing your things. And if, if yeah. you're not coming up with the right type of content that, that solves problems on a regular basis, you're gonna fade out pretty quickly.
0: That's true, it's really true. And you know, you know, it's like you make your business work for you rather than you're just constantly like the whole daily thing. So yeah, I do appreciate that you do take your time to just you know plan ahead. All always right. yeah so so for um, the next question for um what are features on instagram that you think businesses often often overlook
1: i, I think if we look at sort of larger businesses right i say larger businesses i mean mm-hmm. bigger than one Uh, If we look at the the solopreneurs, I see those using most of the features quite effectively because they've come onto Instagram for a reason and they're learning the nuances of it every single day and they're probably quite up to speed with some of the latest functionality and some of the latest latest technical um, things that you're able to do and how to do them and they're probably mirroring like I did in the start mirroring a lot of what other people are doing and copying different bits and adapting it to their, mm-hmm. their style but what I see you know we talk about a, a five person to a 30 person agency let's say so a service-based marketing agency they a lot of them don't use Instagram correctly you know they're, they're posting mm-hmm. case studies they're posting stuff about them around the office, they're posting their history, that kind of thing and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a, a feature of Instagram that's more of a content type. Um, or a content topic, I should say, that, that is, yeah. is being neglected massively, which is that problem-solving aspect. Now, for me, I think DMs are massively underused. If someone gets in touch, you, can, you, you need to have a good conversation with them. Don't just brush them off straight away. And another thing, we yeah. talk about the preparation, is having some questions ready to hand either that you know in your head or at the start that you have them written down things that spark conversation and get people interested ask people about them rather than tell them about you is is a big yeah. thing um so dms is one story use as well there's a, a, a time and a place for uh for feed posts there's a time and a place for reels there's a time and a place for stories and i think stories are your you quick throw away show people a bit of what it's like behind the scenes whereas your feed is you polish look at me this is uh, yeah. this is how i can help kind of thing uh, but you can, you know, I, I like I like showing up on stories. Sometimes having a bit of a joke. Uh, a good thing about stories is is you're able to tag people in them and have people, the people that you tag, repost them. Obviously, so one one little aim that I have most weeks is to is to get my post share uh, my story shared by other people, so it goes to their followers. Now that's something that's a mistake I think that a lot of businesses are making. Um, I see quite a lot of ineffective hashtag use i don't necessarily jump in and go in depth in my hashtags i have six sets now that i've used three of which i've used for six months and they're paying off they don't pay off on reels they don't pay off on carousels but on singles they pay off massively so i always keep those lists very very handy very handy and so whenever i'm scheduling my content i can choose which the best set is put it in and it's done Rather than deliberating for ages or having nothing ready, that for me is the best way to best way to do things. And um, and I think the linking bio for me is the ultimate the ultimate feature that people aren't capitalising on. Either they're not mm. directing people to it, or when you do land on people's linking bio, it's not up to scratch. They've got a million different things. They're trying to take you off your link in bio is essentially you trying to take someone off instagram people don't want to go off instagram if they can help it you know there's a reason why youtube views dropped when facebook embedded the native videos for example and that's because facebook wanted to keep people on the platform and lo and behold you see all these musicians putting their full music videos onto facebook rather than putting them onto youtube so very interesting, and instagram's the same. you know people want to stay on that platform, and Instagram more importantly wants to keep them on that platform that 's why you only get one link that 's why you don't get a link functionality a lot of the time until you've got the 10k followers and you, you're valued as, as important yeah. kind of thing. so using your link in bio is is, is key for service based businesses, but it's also when you get there, what does that look like? How how are you using that effectively? Don't have a million things. Trying to get people to go to a podcast, go to your YouTube, go and download your free ebook, book a strategy call, buy a course. You know, there are so many different things that you do offer, and I offer quite a few. Don't have ten million lead magnets, you know. Choose a specific route that people can take to work with you. Get their get their email address through a free download if you need to, and then you can engineer that journey outside of Instagram and it's completely different. You can chuck yeah. different things at people, but have a specific like narrow people's focus narrow their decision making make it easy for them heard of analysis uh, analysis paralysis where you've got too many choices i call yeah. it like trying to choose a film on netflix i can never choose a <laughs> film because there are too many if i only had yeah. three dvds like like 10 15 years ago then i'll make a choice quite quickly so give people three films that they can watch should they go and go and book a call with you? Should they download your, your email, uh, your ebook, free ebook, uh, or should they buy something? Maybe, maybe that's the yeah. key. That's that's what I like to use, and I think make it look good as well. Make sure that make basically make sure that people can go on and reach exactly what you want them to, rather than giving them too many options make sure it looks good it would be my advice there
0: that makes sense and thank you so much that was very helpful um we actually have a question over here okay here this one is from On um, the designers there we go the best hashtag strategies are all over the place right now can you share your idea about that
1: yeah sure um i hate hashtags I'm not I'm not gonna oh. I'm not gonna try and cover that up. I absolutely hate them. I hate all the nonsense about them. I saw Instagram post you should only post three to five. Uh I completely ignored it. Uh, I post so I'll tell you I'll tell you my strategy and the strategy I recommend for my clients. Um mm. they say don't people say don't try and rank on marketing because it's too wide, you need more specific. Have a few of each. Mm. Don't spend too long on it. I spent a couple of hours looking through other creators looking at what they were using, make a list, get a spreadsheet up, uh, go to Flick, which is a hashtag uh, app or some hashtag tech, see what works in there, come up with a few sets that match your content pillars, so your regular topics that you talk about. And what I do is, is have 27 hashtags for each content pillar. And then depending on what the post is, I will then use the last three to be more specific to that post. So a lot of the time my hashtags will be off, but you got to remember, you don't, hashtags don't actually work that well for a lot of things. If you're under mm-hmm. like 50K, you're not going to see that much. This is just my experience. And again, I, I'm not an Instagram expert. I'm more of a, I'm more sales and, and marketing, yeah. but my take yeah. on it is don't waste too much time. Don't get caught up on it. Um, and ultimately just just save time by having them ready. And as I was just saying, they don't work very well for carousels. They don't work that well for reels. So the only thing here is singles. And if you've got a balanced sort of posting schedule, you're only going to be posting ten to fifteen singles a month. So it's mm-hmm. not actually that much. And um, so look into them, alternate them, stick with them for a bit, and just see what works and what doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So, would you say people actually one thing as well, other than the hashtags, you think people are captivated by maybe the cover art or just how your feed looks in general, and how you present the overall
1: feed? Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's sort of after a hashtag, and you, you use hashtags not to attract your, your your current followers. You're going to use hashtags to attract new people to your profile, yeah. right? So. Also, when they land on that page as a non-follower, they'll make a decision quite quickly as to whether they're going to hit the follow button or not. And that feed and that bio and that profile pic need to look good. So 100%, -hmm. you know, you're going to get followers based on your top 9, 12 posts, maybe, depending on how long your bio is and how many buttons you've got in it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, make it look good. I don't necessarily think you should constrain yourself by using a pattern of, a red one, white one, red one, yeah. white one, red one, white one kind of thing. Because that just means you, you, you're have you too constrained, you're too constricted to those design mm-hmm. rules. Now, I used to make sure that every one of my backgrounds was grey. And mm. I really liked it. I thought it looked good. But just because I like it doesn't mean it's the right thing for my audience. So I played mm-hmm. around with that a bit. And lo and behold, my growth is bigger now. that I've changed things up. I've implemented a few new colours. I've not tried to be too structured. I look at it on a post by post basis rather than this go here, this go here, this go here. Now I, I, yeah. I think it's massively important, but you don't have to be too hard on yourself. You got to remember how many users there are on Instagram and how many big people there are. You're just one of those, you know, this is, it's this true. is a, a, a very, very big world. Your world might seem like it's everything, but to other people it's not. So yeah, you need to impress. But another thing is it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, in, in two weeks time no one's going to remember that instagram post that's true or even how your feed looked if you're posting every day 12 posts those those top posts are completely gone now and people a lot of people won't spend ages scrolling down your feed they're just going to look at the top
0: yeah. 12 to 24 oh, max right thank you so much um that makes sense you know for those people that are like super careful with their feed as well it gives them it restrains them too much next question mm. okay what are the tips you have for um this uh service based businesses to stay consistent
1: stay consistent wow that's that's probably the biggest challenge of all <laughs> whether your content's good or whether it's bad your frequency and your consistency is the main thing that's going to that's going to either grow you or not grow you you're going to remain the same if you're not consistent you're probably you're probably decreasing in size in clients and in revenue but if you stay consistent then obviously you will get you will progress you will get there somehow in in the end Um if you show up daily and do the right thing so you're, you're engaging and you're putting out the right content and it's it's good content then you, you're going to grow so consistency it's a tough one i would i would always advise you know if this is going to be a long-term plan for you for you to try and monetize through instagram you need to dedicate a lot of time to it especially at the beginning so my main tip would be to take time off now if if you're making that decision (laughs) take time off right now and plan it Mm -hmm. take the time off take a week off as i said earlier and work out who you're serving, what problems you're solving, how you can make your content look good, when it's going out, batch as much as you can. Get your hashtags right, but only spend an hour or two on them. Uh, get, <laughs> get your hashtags right. Um, <laughs> and make sure you can go in for the next 30, 60, 90 days, ideally, with a plan and show up consistently. Put an hour or two of engagement in every day. Make a list of how you're going to do the engagement. I'm. I've, got a little bit of um sort of control freak ocd within me so i have to i write everything out i use a tool called notion which most people have heard of Uh, wow yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic everything is in there everything every single thing i do my whole posting calendar my templates everything is in there and it's all a few clicks of a button away so that for me if you're serious about this take time off the other thing yeah. is I would consider investing in, in some form of coach depending on what your service le- service is, uh, whether mm. that's an Instagram growth coach, a sales coach, a marketing coach, an email, funnel, copywriting, whatever it may be. Yeah. I would invest in someone who's a step or two ahead of you, who's been through what you're doing and can tell mm. you how they've grown and how it works for them. I think that's key mm. because if you're coming on, Uh, If you're coming on trying to monetize Instagram and your strength is something else, it's not actually Instagram, just like mine, there are going to be a lot of things that you don't know about the platform. So you're probably going to spend months working the platform out before you actually go, ah, but you can save yourself a lot of time by going to someone who's an expert in that field and they'll just give you a plan. That's
0: true. I I think that that goes for everything as well. Like Especially like fitness and everything. You know how fitness is kind of, It's out there. You don't know where to start, but if you do, grab a coach. You know, get a trainer. You you get a head start. You get like you get like you know where the milestones are gonna be, because right now when you you know you don't everything is everything is just grand to you right now. So all the milestones are just all over the place. But when you get a coach, you are one step ahead. You know, by just planning everything out. Wow.
1: Consistency on Instagram and fitness have got so many um similarities yeah yeah you, you know you're trying to you're trying to grow you're trying to get big muscles at the gym for example you can't just go there once and expect to be a bodybuilder yeah. or go there once a week you know you have to show up daily and, and it's I, I did a post on this when i first started called do the fucking reps you need yeah. to do the reps on in on whatever you want to do whatever you're trying to build in life if it's a business mm-hmm. over there if it's a business in instagram if it's muscles if it's a relationship your marriage mm-hmm. whatever You need to put the work in daily so yeah you need to make it a priority you need to make sure the boxes get ticked and you need to plan it would be my my advice
0: right so for those that are watching make sure to plan it or you can reach out to chris so we're down to the last two questions well we should go forever because this is really interesting so um this one is i think it's more um subjective because it you know what shouldn't service based instagram um accounts or businesses do you want instagram what should they be doing or what do you think is just over hyped or overrated
1: um dancing and pointing in reels for a service for someone who's trying to come as across as a professional this Mm -hmm. uh, this is personal preference you know if it works for you cool i don't like it i think it's it's it dilutes your brand i think is mm-hmm. is the best way for me to phrase that um yes it's a trend yes everyone's doing it does it grow you maybe i'd say that i'd say that for snapchat or tiktok you know i, I don't go <laughs> on either of the platforms so i don't really know what happens over there but I, it, it's something i see too much of so it's for me every single one looks the same Plus, a lot of people aren't that good at dancing, so you're making yourself look <laughs> really, really foolish there. Um, so that that's one thing. Uh, but if we're looking at a specific service-based business, the massive problem I see is them pushing their services too much. Mm. My advice would be to never, don't even do a post about your services. Put it on the end of a carousel. Do a story about it. But don't put a, a post up specifically saying we do this as a single post for example geez now that, that's not the way that people aren't going to be like wow i need to follow you or that's really good <laughs> um yeah. you, you can do it in a, you can do it in different ways though you know you could do it we've done this or this is how we solve this problem for this client that mm-hmm. kind of thing because that's interesting for, for people who have that same problem mm-hmm. but I think yes. Save that for stories. You know, maybe once a month, maybe if or when your ebook comes out, your brand new ebook, or you know, you've launched your website, something like that, a special occasion. Yeah, maybe put it on your feed. Ooh,
0: we've
1: got another. Do question. I agree with the eighty twenty rule self promo? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if if you add those add those figures up, we're looking at a hundred, right? And let's say a hundred divided by ten is 10 carousel slides so save it for the back end of the carousel save it for maybe it's even it's a 90 10 in this case but yeah get it at the back end of the carousel save it for the stories but not not every single one um you can put it in your highlights too so overall yeah it probably should equate to 80 to 80 20 i would say um and yeah because you the minute you try and position yourself as someone that sells 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 it's boring boring for most people yeah so that, that's one, um, and I think sending random DMs and tagging people in posts, don't do it, ever. God, I, I actually message people now when they do it and say, can you remove this tag, please? Because it's just, I'll try and help them, but yeah, it's just, it's not making you look good. It makes you look a bit desperate, a little bit needy.
0: Is it just like randomly tagging? Like the businesses are randomly tagging people on their posts?
1: yeah they, they can do and oh. they also just send send dms of that they'll dm like me dm in yeah. my post to you without saying a word we've never spoken mm. i don't even follow you but i'm gonna, I'm gonna i want yeah. you to look at something of mine like no you would never do that yeah. in you know you need to treat this like a because behind that instagram profile that you're sending a dm to is a human being you wouldn't walk up to a human being and just go Look at this picture. Bye, bye. <laughs> look at this picture. It wouldn't happen. So True. yeah, don't don't do it. And, and it's basically like saying, "I've got no interest in you whatsoever, but I want you to listen to me." It's not a, not <laughs> a good look. So they'd be the two things for me that I think they, they shouldn't. And that that just doesn't actually just go for service-based businesses. That's anyone.
0: Yeah, of course, and that's the way I see it. Because usually, whenever I get um. Some, it, on my personal account, whenever I get products or products just sent in, through, it goes through a message request so I don't actually see it. It's not in my primary in general. It just stays in the hidden part. So when I open it, it's just, you know, it's a picture of their product and all I do is tap it twice to like it and then that's it. So I see it in real life. I'm just like, someone's coming up to me and I just go up to them like this.
1: And there's nothing.
0: There's no, nothing. No. like I don't recall it ever again. I'll just recall it as something that was um, a bit obnoxious but <laughs> it was just like that yeah. it felt like this
1: <laughs> yeah it's not not a good look for me i mean it, yeah. it might work for some people but no nah. yeah. not overall
0: <laughs> all right so we're down to the last question thank you so much chris for um you know all of the you know all the advice all the experience too so the last question is um what is your maybe main take we like main tip or main advice for those who do want to better establish themselves on Instagram as a service-based business.
1: So better themselves and, and sort of stand out from the crowd, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, investing in design, whether that's investing your time into learning how to design um, mm-hmm. and learning the platform or investing in someone that can teach you or investing in someone if you've got the money to do it for you. That's the best thing. If you can mm. out outsourcing, if you've got if you've got the financial means to outsource the daily tasks um that take up time and take a long time to build followers and, and, and revenue and deals and clients, then outsource mm. it. That's that's what I mentioned earlier, Shannon, when I said working in the business. That's your day to day nitty-gritty doing the grunt work whereas if you have that time free and you're able to then focus on the bigger strategic positioning and approach and um, and sort of outreach and strategy and content and whatnot and you are directing rather than doing, you then become much more valuable to the business as a whole and you probably yeah. be able to scale a lot quicker. So that that would be my, my thing, invest in design. Um, in, in one of those three ways. Um, I think what a lot of people do, especially in the creator creator community, is they stay within the creator community as well. Mm-hmm. You'll find people doing a lot of lives with other creators, which is cool. You know, it makes complete sense. And I'm not saying you mm-hmm. shouldn't do that by any means, but my, my I think one of my tips here will be to uh, look at creators, not even necessarily creators, influencers, Low, lower level or even higher level, you know, if you can get them celebrities as well, and try and collaborate with people like that. Try and collaborate with people yeah. outside of the of the field that you're in, because that is going to expose you to a whole new audience. If you start thinking about the audiences yeah. that are the, the audience of of the creator economy, it's it's quite small in terms of the whole scale of Instagram, right? So if you go and line yourself up with i'll just use a, a low-level footballer for example and go live with them or a musician from your city um who's got a completely different following who isn't doesn't fit into the the brand marketing design digital that kind of thing Um if you line yourself up with them and you look like an expert when you talk with them on a live like this then you're gonna yeah. you're gonna impress people and, and people are gonna find you interesting that aren't within that current community so it's thinking outside the box in yeah. in that sense and I'd also say my, my last one here is is to gather inspiration from lots and lots of different sources. And again, that's kind of, yeah, you get your inspiration from the creator community and your, your sort of niche community. So a friend of mine, mm. Ash, has just joined. She's a fitness coach. But mm. she she doesn't necessarily just have to look within the fitness industry to gain inspiration for her content. She can go yeah. and look at so many different other things. As we mentioned, fitness goes hand in hand with any type of a goal consistency goal setting goal achievement that kind of thing you can go and look anywhere and go and go and gather inspiration from you don't have to just listen to fitness podcasts yeah. go and listen to a, a you know a, a psychology podcast or i don't know i'm looking around the room A, a fashion podcast or go and watch yeah. a um a dr dre documentary and see how he dominated the music industry for example yeah. something like that gather inspiration from these different sources and then just try and think you know break it down in your head when you're seeing a certain scene or you're reading a certain page or you're on someone's website what's going on here what what is this is this person actually doing what are they talking about what are they just demonstrating what are they trying to show and then just break that process down into into something easily digestible and if, if it impresses you then you can go right how can i implement something like that but differently in terms of how will it apply to my audience and my niche and my expertise? Mm. Um, because you do see a lot of recycled ideas, a lot of recycled content, a lot of people doing the same stuff, and there's a reason for that. It's because it works. But mm. it, you know, there's there's no rule book. You don't just have to stay in your one lane on Instagram. You can do whatever the hell you want. You really yeah. can. So I think people get stuck in habits. People get set in their ways. And I think the best way to do it is to gather inspiration from different. sorts. I'm guilty of that as well. I do it a lot. You know, I like. I'm very set in my ways. I'm very routine based. But go outside of it. See what you see. What you find. You know, just spend a couple of hours just going through YouTube and try not to go on a, a marketing video or something like that. Um, and <laughs> go and watch some tutorials for for random stuff. Maybe it's it's doing your house up and and doing. You know, Lay- layering wallpaper on a wall <laughs> see what the process is and then you might be able yeah. to to actually get something um get something out of that that will help you feed content or it might give you a bit of a framework for how you could work with clients that was a bit of a yeah. weird example but hopefully you get what i'm saying <laughs>
0: yeah oh sorry Chris. before we um go off there's actually one more question for you okay is that cool. okay with you all right right here where to start practicing sales if we are beginners? From Annette. Ooh, me. Pra-
1: <laughs> Practice practicing sales. Now that's that's a tough one because you can practice on your own um, if you want. It depends what area you're going to go into. I suppose if you're looking at cold calling, then you could you could practice that on your own. You know, go on Google cold call templates and, and write out what you think your company will be doing, or if you're at a company. Um, you can you can write your own according to that company. Again, if you're at a company, I would recommend seeking out the best salesperson there and sitting with them for as long as you can and copying them word for word. I've even, with their permission in the past, I've recorded people doing presentations and then I'll go back and pick out the bits that I like. It's all about rehearsal. You know what, you don't go into a sales call or a sales meeting your first sales meeting with confidence and do it first time it's like it's like anything that consistency you know think about i remember my first instagram live i was nervous as hell um just because i would not done it before because i was a beginner so once i've done it a few times and made mistakes and made myself look silly made myself feel silly mm-hmm. you get over that quite quickly and it's just the case of oh this is normal now I've got something else to worry about rather than worrying about looking silly, so it's practice, practice, practice. <coughs> Excuse me. And the same, if you're trying to sell on Instagram, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really a master of the the cold DMs, so I can't can't give too much on away on that front. But I think sell through your content. That's the most legitimate way because when I get people on discovery calls. They, could, they already know that I, I, I know what I'm talking about a lot of the time. They might have a few questions, sure, but people tend to close. If, if your content and your planning and your setup and your strategy is good enough, people will close themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. They just need reassurance that you've got a good package, that you are who you say you are. They're going to get what mm-hmm. they want. You can probably lead them to a desired outcome. You're the person to do it, and they will make a decision. You know, I've never gone hardball. I've, I've not done it in my job in five years never gone hardball with someone when when closing trying to close i hate mm. i hate closing you need to do it in a way you need to close the focus um and make make lead them to a solution but yeah i think that that would be sort of my my top tips on on that front
0: practicing i hope that answered your question i did uh and it more I feel really cute username. But that was, a, that was a lot of um, useful information, I'm pretty sure, for the people that will be watching this afterwards. There's a lot to pick up. So, you know, I'm pretty sure there's going to be, like, a lot of pen and paper for them to write on because there were a lot of tips there. But thank you so much, Chris, for joining us here at Pitch Ground. I really appreciate the time that, you know, you spent here with us today, um, sharing information, valuable information for all of us especially for service-based businesses and you know in general businesses because all of these can be translated into the business side of things and for those of you that are you know those are just coming in you know if you guys want to reach out to chris make sure to follow his instagram if you guys want to reach him there go ahead sales guy chris and is there another question (laughs) oh okay all right so and i just wanted to say thank you so i'm gonna put that on the screen
1: my pleasure thank you
0: all right so thank you everyone and thank you chris and i hope you all have a great day night afternoon wherever you are in the world. all right